Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, as the holiday season's in full swing and the New Year's sort of on the horizon, it's a pretty exciting time of year for a lot of fish geeks. It's that time after the hustle and bustle of the holidays when many of us want to create a new tank for ourselves. You know, that magical, exciting, nerve-wracking, and utterly enjoyable time. And soon it'll be time to get the show on the road and create a really great aquatic environment and that blank canvas that's the empty aquarium, something we all love. And with every build comes the usual considerations, the theme, the budget, you know, equipment choices, aesthetics, power consumption, etc., etc., etc. And with every build, all of us fish geeks tend to look at things as if this is our chance to get it right, as if all the previous tanks we built were part of a build-up to this ultimate achievement, perfection this time. It's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves, huh? Now, I hear this so often from my fellow hobbyists and consumers that it's sort of becoming a thing. Now, it's not an entirely unhealthy thing. I mean, pushing ourselves is not a bad thing, right? We always strive to improve, to learn from our past mistakes, and constantly work at sort of perfecting our craft. There's nothing wrong with hobby self-improvement. The problem, as I see it, is that we tend to overreach at times in our attempts to create this version of perfection. And we sometimes push too hard in terms of how we do things, you know, the equipment we select, the methods we choose. We put too much pressure on achieving some prescribed result, and we overlook the fun of this whole thing. I know that I have done this over the years, sometimes with good results, but also with unintended, less than favorable results in my mindset. And it's a bit weird because being at the helm of 10 in aquatics, um, there's been times when I put some additional artificial pressure on myself, convincing myself that I needed to push myself to the limits of my capability and my technology and my budget, uh, just because that's what's you know expected by everyone and that I needed to inspire our community by doing more. Now, perhaps this was true a little bit more early on in our existence when I really needed to visually articulate just what we meant by botanical-style aquariums. And these types of tanks were way, way out of the mainstream in the hobby, and we simply needed more quality examples you know, to inspire others and to just convince a few people to give this weird idea a shot. So, yeah, there was some pressure I placed on myself you know, to nail like everything I did. I mean, we were trying to foster our movement here, right? However... As the years passed and Tannen and our philosophy began taking hold, I'm finding that I'm actually a lot more relaxed about the whole thing, spending you know more time just enjoying the process, thinking about what gives me the most pleasure in occurring and how I can you know design my systems to provide that experience for me and for my, the health of my animals. If something cool comes of you know of it which inspires other people, let's see icing on the cake. I think I was perhaps a bit hypocritical to push myself so hard for some, you know, perfection, so some perfect way to inspire people, as opposed to simply doing what I felt was interesting, unique, enjoyable, and educational. I've realized that sometimes the best inspiration I can provide is not showing you only what I believe is a sort of perfection, rather simply sharing the journey and the process of creating a botanical-style aquarium and accepting whatever comes of my efforts, understanding that much of what we do is simply setting the stage for nature to take over, and then the real magic happens when we give her the reins. This is a far healthier, happier place for me, and for many of you who've placed similar pressure on yourselves over the years, right? I mean, it's a hobby. It's supposed to be fun. Aquarium keeping is not like any other hobby. It's an obsession for many. It's an expression of ourselves. It's often a lifestyle as well. I'm finally able to reflect you know, back on my lifetime of experiences in the hobby and truly put my mind into a mode of, hey, I can really enjoy this for the right reasons. So it's a personal breakthrough for me, if nothing else. I figured I'd show my little, share my little you know, epiphany with you. Uh, perhaps it's something that you've pondered before. 
you know, regardless, I'll continue to share my experiences, my thoughts, my ideas with you in the hope that just it might just touch a few of you who occasionally, like me, tend to take this stuff a bit too seriously and risk losing the enjoyment that we're supposed to have from the fish keeping hobby. I've broken this little personal discovery, if you will, down into a few points about things I know I've had to do differently to have a successful, enjoyable aquarium over the years. I think that these ideas might help a few of you too. These are written sort of to myself from like a third person point of view. So if it comes across a bit preachy, that was sort of unintended except to like myself, if that makes sense. So, of course, you know, we always need to talk about or think about what successful or what perfection actually means in this context. I mean, to some, just having a tank that keeps fishes alive for a while is a big plus one. You know what I mean? For most, it needs to just hit on a whole litany of points. For others, still, a successful aquarium experience means to win accolades and peer approval. You know, the whole Insta-famous thing, achieving social media influencer status, the whole Tank of the Millennia prize that at least more than one hobbyist I know has been, you know, coveting for a while. So without further beating the shit out of this, here are my conclusions about things I found that I needed to do differently in order to achieve the results I wanted with my aquariums and really enjoy things more. In no particular order, again. First, stop trying to create the perfect tank from the start. It's going to evolve. Yeah, it does happen. You don't need a finished product worthy of peer accolades and compliments right from the start, or, or ever for that matter, but this is a different point. Great tanks evolve over time. Wood doesn't even get that little patina for months. Botanicals don't soften for a while, and water chemistry parameters take some time to get dialed in. In short, you can't rush nature, nor would you want to. Part of the fun is watching things evolve over time. Yet, we often like to accelerate this pace for reasons that are just not easily defined. The, the race to finish is one that you really don't need to push too hard, particularly in the botanical-style aquarium genre. You get there one way or another, and the timetable is dictated, well, by, you know, nature. <laughs> okay, next point. The right stuff is a mindset, not a collection of materials or even a style. For many aquarists, we get into this sort of collector's mode, obsessively acquiring that sexy, you know, type of wood or rock. Sometimes it's because we love the stuff, and other times it's because it's the hot thing out there at the time. Oh, and to that end, there's a bit of inside data for you I want to share. You know what our top-selling wood varieties are? literally plain old-fashioned Asian driftwood and then so-called spiderwood. Common, hardly exotic, but they work in many f situations for a lot of people. So go figure. Oh, and our, what's our top-selling rock? One of the trendy, ridiculous, you know, crazy named varieties that we carry? No, it's river stones. Those beautiful, round, smooth stone. Can barely keep the stuff in stock half the time. And it makes sense. What, is, what does this say to us? It says stuff that works is always the hot style, particularly when you're trying to replicate nature instead of some other person's aquascape. Now, in all fairness to many, if you honestly assess your motives, you may find that your source of enjoyment in the hobby is simply the process of acquiring the trendier stuff, the thrill of the hunt. That makes sense to me. I get it. That's fun to buy stuff. Oh, and replicating another hobbyist's awesome work? There's nothing wrong with that at all, but just you know, not at the expense of you. In other words, don't discount your own ability to interpret nature too. You're likely better at it than you think. And for all of us, it should be about letting nature run its course, as it has for eons, and helping it along a bit in our closed systems. Nature has no schedule, no style guide to follow. Just because the latest thing is to break the water line with your hardscape or whatever, it doesn't mean that you're out of touch if your hardscape doesn't. I frequently laugh when I hear the you know, very well-known aquascapers talk about trying to master a certain aquascaping style or master working with a certain type of rock or something. It's, it's kind of weird. I, I, look, I love and admire these people dearly and count many of them as my friends, 
but I don't think they realize that just saying shit like that messes with people's minds. I mean, no doubt it sells some expensive rocks and stuff of too, of course, but it messes with a lot of people's minds because it makes people think, oh, you got to do these things to be cool, to be in touch or whatever. It's, it's a peer pressure, social media driven system. It's a little different nowadays, isn't it? Now, the other thing that I want people to, to see, and based on a lot of inquiries to me, this is something that's important. It was an epiphany for me, and it's something I hope a lot of you get too, is that you got to see challenges in your aquarium, like algae issues, parameter control, etc., as opportunities to, to improve your skills. Now, I know it may seem utterly ridiculous when there's green slime all over your sand and brown filamentous algae on the, you know, the overflow and diatoms all over the aquarium walls, but if you actually take the mindset of like, oh, here's a chance to figure out what I'm doing wrong and how to keep it from happening again, you may just come out of the challenges with a better attitude and a greater skill set. Yeah, really, the old when life gives you lemons mindset works really well in aquarium keeping because it's not a matter of if you'll have some challenges, it's a matter of when. They come with the territory. Living creatures in cold systems, in cold, <laughs> I guess I'm cold this morning, in closed systems always sort of throw us challenges. I mean, everyone freaks out from time to time. It's human nature to do that. However, the truly successful hobbyist is the one who gathers his or her wits, observes what's going on, analyzes what the cause might be, and tries to figure out what to do about it so it doesn't happen again. Don't just go through the experience with the problem. Learn from it and use it as a skill enhancer and share it with other people. That's like the big win right there for, for everybody. Oh, and on this similar vein, don't overanalyze everything. I know, it's almost laughable coming from me, the guy who's become an evangelist for replicating natural water conditions and, and, and themes whenever possible and really analyzing you know, soil and decomposing leaves and stuff. But I can see how this one can easily you know, cause problems for people. And I can see how we can easily get caught up in analysis paralysis, you know, spending tons of time chasing every parameter and freaking out over the slightest deviation. I receive a ton of emails from hobbyists who are trying to hit some specific pH or GH or TDS level in their tanks, and they're going crazy trying to hit these targets. And it is a bit crazy, I admit. In fact, it's nuts. Let's be honest. I think that having information about our water parameter is important, even vital. Having a goal or a range is good, but it's what you can do with the information that has the most impact. Chasing numbers is absolutely maddening, and it's not the key to success. Creating a healthy, beautiful aquarium is an amalgamation of many skills and factors. Obsessing over every single aspect of your tank is going to drive you nuts, if not drive you out of the hobby completely in record time. The better thing is to set target ranges for your system's function, appearance, parameters, and environment, and work on those, keeping things tight in a range, rather than just to force yourself into saying, my tank is not successful unless the pH is 6.2 and the, you know, the, uh, the GH is this or that. Or, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And for goodness sakes, don't freak out over every weird noise, every white spot on your Guarmi, and every brown, you know, spot on your Amazon sword. I mean, sure, there's a lot of reasons for almost everything that happens in an aquarium, but you don't have to worry about every single one. I mean, I know, of course, that I think the world's coming to the end every time their filters output, you know, goes down a little bit, goes out of whack. They're convinced that this is a sign that my tank's headed for the apocalypse here. Typically, it's just a sign that maybe they fed some extra food, something got clogged, they need to change a filter pad or whatever. It's not worth worrying about unless you see signs of overt distress in your fish, right? So relax. Yeah, we try to relax, yet we watch and we worry and we ponder. Pondering's fine. Worrying's not good for your hobby experience or for your health. So don't do it. Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks while you're at worrying. This is the toughest one for many hobbyists in, you know, this sort of 
internet-enabled, Instagram-fueled, Twitterized, forum-driven, postmodern era of aquarium keeping that we're in, we're literally besieged hourly by dozens of examples of you know amazing tanks and build threads and DIY projects and animal acquisition success stories and assertions that this is the way to succeed to keeping a successful aquarium. And with every aquarium forum community you know, elevating various actively posting hobbyists to near divine status daily, we can easily feel not only humbled, but downright insignificant or even irrelevant as a chorus. And that's a really bad thing to get sucked into. Remember, typically what you're seeing on the gram or elsewhere is somewhere in someone's work at its best, you know, a real stylized photo, the most polished, favorable pics that, of course, garner the most likes, engagement, and buzz on social media. Do you, I can't stress it enough, if you have a vision and an idea and a theory and the ability to act on it, do it. Don't listen to the naysayers, the followers, the, the sheep. There's always plenty of self-appointed critics out there hiding behind the security of your keyboards and a window with Google open ready to show you a dozen reasons why what you're doing is not going to work. I see this daily. I've seen this over the years in the reef world. I've seen it in freshwater. It's toxic. And the fact that we often succumb to this pressure is simply crazy to me. Yeah, there's always plenty of people heaping adoration on the hobbyists that seem to be doing cool stuff and, you know, tried and true, but maybe not the direction that your heart tells you to go. You're not in the aquarium keeping hobby to impress anyone, let alone the masses. You're probably in this hobby simply because you love keeping fishes, plants, corals, and aquariums, whatever you're into. Those are the right reasons. Just because you may have a contrarian bent, an idea that seems to go against conventional aquarium thinking, whatever that may be, doesn't mean that it's wrong or no good or not worth pursuing. In fact, that's all the more reason to go with your gut and execute. So what if you may not be popular? So what if you take a few hits from naysayers? You're following your own road. The irony is that by being successful at something radically different or previously out of fashion, you might just end up with a very adoration that you previously scorned. It's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it happens. Trust me. Another thing to realize is grit, passion, and determination can take you farther than all that style, all the money that you pour into things and the gadgets you play with. It's true. Anyone can throw together an uber-pricey tank with all the latest gadgets, name-droppable fishes, rocks, and wood, and all that stuff. Anyone can hire experts to make their tank for them. Anyone can talk a good game, get a lot of likes on Facebook, and play that hype game. It's easy. You just have to do it. But not everyone can create and maintain a truly great aquarium over the long run, one that takes time, patience, and yeah, the occasional dose of failure. Not everyone can rise from setbacks, mistakes, and even outright catastrophes and create an amazing reef tank or propagate that awesome coral or breed that fish once thought impossible or whatever. Only those who have the conviction, the perseverance, and the determination to follow through can do these things. And don't think for even one minute that your little tank with that pair of epistos and the you know, well-tended Anubias is any less amazing or interesting than the 500-gallon nature aquarium-style tank that some well-heeled hobbyist somewhere is building and splashing all over Instagram. Your effort, your drive, your love for the animals under your care is every bit impressive, if not more so, than anything that all the cash and flash can achieve. As we, you know, enjoy the holidays and get ready to start a new year, pause for just a moment to reflect how awesome this hobby is and how fortunate we are to enjoy these gorgeous animals that we love so much. Perfection, as we often describe it, is likely unattainable. And the amount of energy I think we spend trying to achieve it is often better spent simply doing great work and enjoying the whole process. Just always remember that the amazing responsibility that we shoulder as aquarists to provide the best possible life for the animals under our care and for their well-being is really important. Realize that when we're accomplishing those key things, we've already won the game. And yeah, take more than the occasional glance at the wild habitats from where our fishes come from. 
for really for the ultimate ins- inspiration. You might already be approaching that elusive goal of perfection and not even know it. And then remember how damn fun this whole game really is when you let yourself enjoy it. So let yourself enjoy it. Stay happy. Stay calm. Stay engaged. Stay creative. Stay individual. Stay diligent. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks very much for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.